Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and this is um, this is going to be a little bit of a special edition. Uh, have a guest here. Um, is it is it true? I have you down as the visual arts director for Creative Alliance, Thomas James. Yes, that is true. See, I, I like to at least <laughs> say the title and like, is it true? Question mark. Yeah. Because um, I find that people have a lot of different things that they do. So I'm going to give you the floor. Could you describe your work in this curating space, this visual art directing space? What are you, what are you doing out here? Yeah, I mean, so I, I would consider myself an arts facilitator in every aspect of the word. So that's creative, that is administrative. So what I, I, I curate exhibitions, I consult on artistic endeavors, I critique artists' work and essentially help them to build um, build their portfolios, build you know, whatever it is that they're that they're looking to do. Um, I'm a spokesperson for the arts. I'm a spokesperson for what the arts can do, etc., um, etc. Et so I, mean, I just I I like to and, and I stole that from a friend of mine, Derek Adams, uh, just being a facilitator. So. Um, yeah, I guess I'd say that's my title. <laughs> I mean, it's a long title. It's a weighty title. It's an important title. And, uh, you know, following you on Instagram, we, we met through the uh, fine folks with the Hot Sauce Artist Collective. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Big shout out to Alpha. And Big the, shout out. And the folks. Uh, you're a cultural protector, too. That's, yes, that's what I saw out there. Yes, indeed. So yeah. what, what does that mean to you, though? Like, speak on that a little bit. Yeah. So when it comes to culture, I mean, I don't play around. So, you know, I'm not in the I'm not in the business of of, uh, of pandering. I'm not in the business of doing things that that don't have any equity behind them. Um, you know, I don't just I don't just let people come into this thing of ours that we call the culture and um, just either run amok or just just come in and you know just to get some clout or come in to be praised you know when i say culture protector that means i'm i'm, I'm tuned into the culture i'm paying attention i'm always willing to learn um and like I, and i and i call it as i see it i call out people that are doing things wrong and i praise people that are doing things right so um that's a that's a major thing um that's a major thing of mine and i think that's important to have people that are out there that are just like the, the not not necessarily barriers, but people that was like, mm, you sure this is what you should be doing? One hundred percent. And acknowledge because some of these spots, some of these places get a little clickish, and it's just like, this is not a club for you. If if people are contributing to it in a positive way and just representative of what it's supposed to be, then they should have a space. They should be a part of the conversation, a part of the aforementioned culture. For sure. So. The the culture to me, when I think about it, I, I think of us. I think of black people. <laughs> and, yeah. and I've got a, I got some questions for you, though, since, you know, we're here to talk about a um, upcoming exhibition for one. Yes. Uh, so we have some questions. Um, I have a few that are related to African-American art, black art. Um, so you've you've been in this space, this, this realm of like working with like black artists being in the various roles that you're in for years how many years have you been involved in this kind of realm um probably about about six ish years so this this question is still going to work then it's good it's good um okay. <laughs> so the the question was framed as is, is connected to like having a a black president at, at a point when we had obama in there and yeah. having that period and it, it's a thought like has 
black art, has African-American art like moved past being called African-American art? Is it just art? What is your take, Ben, since during that time, you've kind of grown as a professional in the field during yeah. that time and to where we're at now. So what are your thoughts on that? So it's hard to, that's the thing, because of the history, it's hard to separate the African-American black art from, you know, just art in, in general meaning. And I don't know if I said that correctly, but what I, what I mean is if you are a black artist and you are creating there, you are a black artist at the end of the day, especially if you are a black American artist because of the, the history of this country and the world in general. Um, but because of the history and, the way that it has been purposeful that black artists, black creatives, black inventions have always been erased mm -hmm. um, throughout throughout our rhetoric, throughout our history, teaching, stuff like that. It is, it's always gonna be, like nowadays, it's gonna be important to say a black artist created this, this was created by a, a black creative, yada, yada. Even if the work, doesn't necessarily have to do 100% with with being black just because a black person created it which makes it important and it makes it so that you should mention that a black person created it um, does that answer the question no I, I yeah it does and I agree with that I, I think when that's not pointed out and that's not declared. It's just like, oh, it's assimilated. And it's just like, you're now a part of this kind of Borg in a Star Trek sort of way. It's a part of this Borg of, this is now all of our art. No, right. it hasn't always been that. Right. It's been either erased or it's in some ways been co-opted whether it be, especially like in kind of more of the, not necessarily in the fine arts realm to, to my understanding, but especially in the pop culture and pop arts sort of realm, it's like, oh, well, yeah, we do this too. It's like, no, that's demonstratively black. That's that's ours. And that that's where the term culture protector comes from because I don't let people just, you know, like, just for an example, now that trap beats and, and large bass is now in all this music and now it's pop culture, like, no, we're not going to forget where it came from, who popularized mm -hmm. it. And, and that's the thing. If you're going to use anything that's black, you need to show respect and you need to be, again, be equitable. So um, that, 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 that speaks exactly to what I meant by that term from your earlier question. Yeah. Like you have music from back in the day and you'll have, oh, this is world music. Mm, nah, I thought it was just music. It's just music now. Nah, nah, you can't do a reggae song. Sorry, <laughs> your, your your dry dreads. They're not, <laughs> and they're not. They're not called dreads. So let's be real. Uh, um, so, um, uh, not to bury the lead further, but let's describe a project that you're really excited that you're working on. Let's let's describe that. Yeah. So you want to talk about Bright? I do want to talk about Bright. Okay. All right. And we're so. not talking about a Will Smith movie either. <laughs> I never finished that. I never, I never saw the end of that. Um, but yeah, so, and actually, so right now we're sitting in the, the Creative Alliance main gallery and we are, um, we're sitting amongst the artwork that is, that, that makes up a show that I've curated and is called Bright. Um, uh, this is a project that I'm very excited about. Um, I've been working on it for a little while and, um, I'll, I'll let you ask the questions, but, um, but <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a show that has 10 black artists that are from the, um, I guess the, the Maryland area, mainly DC area, DC and DC metropolitan area. And of course, Baltimore, um, I think it's six Baltimore artists. I think it's six Baltimore artists, three artists that are in DC and one that 
that's in uh, PG County. And, um, and so the show is all about bringing, bringing light, if you will, to, um, to histories and culture and to narratives that, um, essentially haven't been haven't been talked about or have been mentioned in a in a way that hasn't been equitable or in a way that does not shed the right light on the individuals involved and um, this show is it's very important that these topics are talked about through the lens of uh, black people so you know it uh, you know we need to be the ones that are telling our stories and giving our our narratives because the the feelings and the and the nuances that are at play they're going to be best described through black artists so that's that, that's kind of the main thing that this show is about but that sounds like like it's great and it's very timely and that's running for the better part of a month it's running through february from february through february the 6th through february the 6th through march 20th for right now so it's like a six week run six seven weeks something like that okay yeah i mean in or march 10th something like that it's it's good to have it it's good to have it out there and it definitely i think having like black people involved with it is it's important to have the artists but also have black people involved with running it and leading and leading mm -hmm. it and what are your thoughts on that because that seems like it's not i don't know if that's a common thing right like what do you speak on that a bit like how common is it to have you know, as you, as you put out here, like nearly a dozen black artists and it's like I'm coming up with this exhibition and it really has like black fingerprints throughout and all over it. And it's just like a, literally a, fub a FUBU situation for us by us. Right. It's not common. Um, you know, the in the in the arts realm, it's the numbers are crazy. It's like four percent of curators are black less than 2% of artwork that, that are in major museum collections are made by black artists. Less than 8% of exhibitions in major museums involve black artists. So, I mean, just think about that as a, uh, just, just as a starting point. Um, so having, having black people having black people put their ideas together and then actually put on a show such as this one is not common at all and you know we're at least at least here I'm, I'm trying to help to to be a trailblazer and um you know someone that is making sure that that um that our stories are told and they're told by us again in an equitable way so you said this was something that was a project and then a vision that you had for a while. So in that visionary sense, what was that amount of time that kind of went into and like, was it, I need to definitely have this person, this person has to be involved, I'm calling this favor real quick. How did, <laughs> how did that kind of work out for you in your head with coming up with, this is what I want to see and being on the cusp of it, like being out there now. Right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, it, when it comes to creating exhibitions and just major art projects in general, it's, sometimes it's like, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Sometimes it's either or. So with this show, I had I had the, and the idea for this show. It didn't start out, it didn't look like this at all. It was just a, it was just a few artists that I had seen 
and I, I enjoyed their work and I was like, you know what, I want to put these artists together in a show. I don't know how. Um, and that, that was probably like, it was probably like four or five of these artists. And then um, as, as the, really, I guess, as the pandemic hit and everything kind of slowed down, you know, I got some time to, to kind of sit back and kind of think about, think about this show in particular, what it was going to look like. I started to meet whether virtually or, you know, whatever, all these other artists. And I'm like, okay, you know what, this person will be good. This person will be good. Um, and then, and then really as, as, uh, I guess very, um, as of recently, it, my focus has really shifted towards narrative and equity. And I, I keep saying that cause I really want to drill that home. Um, and um, and so from there, I was like, okay, you know what? Let me let me I, let me develop this idea a little bit more. What do you know? I like all of these artists. I like the the ideas behind their works. Let me let, let me put it all together in a pot and uh, and see and see how it how it comes out. So you're speaking of like artistic gumbo, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, for for someone out there that's like listening, that's in that space of like. I, I recognize and I want to be more equitable and more knowledgeable of that. What, what would you tell them to do? Because sometimes when you're hammering at home, mm -hmm. people still don't get it. It's like, Very do true. this. <laughs> but what do you mean? I mean, do this. <laughs> like, literally do this. Support the artists. Uh, support them in meaningful ways. What, what would your kind of like some ideas that you would present to someone who just it just it's just not firing for them? Right. So I would say there there are many different ways to be to be equitable and um, you know, so one, a, a simple way is to create, if you, if you're in an artistic space where you put on exhibitions and, and things like that, um, you know, because that, that's one of the easiest ways for artists to, to put their, um, to put their ideas out there. The, one of the easiest ways is to give shows to folks that haven't had shows before, um, you know, and, and also, and, and really, um, what's the word I'm looking for and really prioritize artist development. So, you know, so we, so I have this space here that, that I curate in at creative lines. I have this space here and there's, there are a few artists that are in this show. They, some of the DC artists, they've never shown here in Baltimore. Some of the Baltimore artists, some of these, uh, a couple of these artists haven't shown certain pieces, you know, ever in Baltimore. Some for, for one artist, this is their, this is their first, um, their first major gallery show. Uh, so, I mean, I, so when we talk about equity, you know, we, we're talking about essentially, essentially prioritizing and giving, giving extra, um, help or assistance. I don't know the right word. Um, but giving, giving what you can give, um, more than more than like a in in a, in a equality sort of way. Mm -hmm. So let me let me break that down a little bit further. So equality is um, is is giving a show to or or telling an artist like, hey, you know, I want I want you in in this show of mine. And let's say they've never been in a show before. They probably don't. They they may not know how to how to price their work, how to um, how to safely transport their work, how how much this should cost, how much that should cost, yada yada. So being equitable means going the or, or I'm sorry. So equality means you know just just treating every artist the same. You know, you come into the show, 
um, you know, whatever. But if someone needs more assistance or, um, you know, or, or specialized attention or whatever, that means that you need to use your resources to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to take time out of my day to help you develop your, um, develop your vision a little bit more, or I'm going to tell you to go here and buy this so that you can transport the artwork. I'm going to reimburse you for your transportation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to help you transport it. Um, you know, just it, it can be it can be a, a bunch of different things. Um, but really, the the idea of equity is helping so that people are actually on an equal footing rather than just giving everyone the same thing because people have different needs, especially and, you know, this is coming from a black curator, especially when we're when it comes to black artists that may not have had the opportunities that other artists of different uh, backgrounds and things may have had. So there might, they might not have as much experience or as much development um, in this realm. So just really going out of your way to, uh, to, to, to help this person or prioritize this person over other folks is, um, is, is kind of what I mean when I say equity. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's, it's it's what I'm what I'm hearing at least, and that's from my knowledge of knowing you, and you know, this this just in the conversations we've had and communication we've had, that's a thing for you. That's that's big for you. You've you know pointed me in direction. You offered to make connections for me, and just when we we linked up and spoke with like Alpha, it was just that's what it was. That was the energy. So I definitely commend you for that and um, appreciate you. So in that that space of being a curator, you you've seen so many different things and I would, I would assume you have like some of your pieces that you have some pieces of your own that so not that I'm going to steal this from you yeah yeah because you know uh <laughs> what would you say is like one of your like most valued and prized like possessions that you've curated that you've had for yourself oh yeah um so <laughs> and I'm not going to steal. You don't have to tell me the location or the, no, you know, it's all, it's the, it's all good. Know, the um, locks and all of that stuff, you know? <laughs> the, I would say my, my most, geez, my most prized possession as far as artwork goes. And I mean, I, I have, I have so many pieces from so many artists, especially Baltimore, black Baltimore artists um, in particular. But I will say that that probably my my most prized possession would be a um, a piece by an artist. He's actually he's actually from Brazil, but we met here in Baltimore, and I curated a solo show of his at the UB Blake Cultural Center. Yeah. His name is Zé Palito, and he I bought a piece from him in that show, and it is um, it's. Uh, it's a it's a black it's a it's a young black man who's a boxer and um, but he has this pink background and then these sunflowers and I mean the piece is almost as big as me um, <laughs> so you know and I I love that piece I have it you know I have it right in my in my bedroom back at my house um, I love looking at it just not only the vibrancy from it but just because just like it's so it's so delicate um, but the but the the nature in which the the boxer is you know just kind of living in is in if you're a boxer you know the work that you do is is inherently violent in in some way but the way that Zé um you know painted this this figure it's like i said it's really it's so delicate and so there's there's so much um there's so much duality and just so much story behind the piece and that's definitely that's that's definitely one of my favorites um i would say that that's why i prized one 
that's good to hear that that kind of that curator and that kind of critique uh, viewpoint on it. And I don't know if you can see the cat burglar mask forming, <laughs> but uh, I'll be nah, over there. No, yeah. If, if you if, if if people came in my house, they you could definitely steal some good artwork. But <laughs> it's not a good idea to try. But you know, you definitely could. I, I dig it. I dig it. Um, <laughs> so. Putting putting on that more of that uh, critical and that that curator hat again. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for, like when you're like like looking for looking at someone's work and like, all right, I see this, but what am I getting out of it? Like, how do you view? How do you critique someone? What is your approach, or what have you? And and maybe that's a weird question, but what no, is your that's approach? A great question. Yeah. So, I, and and I think this is I, I love doing critiques with artists. Um, you know, one of the one of the, the major the major things that I that I look at is and in, in talking about stealing, I, I, I say this and it's from my um it's from one of my mentors, Dagmar Painter. She said, um, you have to be able to you have to be able to look at it before you can see it. So, you know, the first thing that I'm always gonna look at is how does it look? Is it is it something that I would enjoy looking at? The you know, the way that you use your colors, the way that you have made these figures, the way that um, you know the, the the way that things are conjoined and, and and things like that. Is it something that that I'm going to want to put up on a wall, or I mean, even if it doesn't go on up, up on a wall, put it in a space, mm-hmm. and well, I want to look at it, even if it's something that is disgusting <laughs> and you know just shredded to bits and and whatnot. Like, do I want to look at it? If the answer is yes, then you know we're we we're gonna have a ton to talk about. If the answer is no, then you know I might, which, which is rare. I will say that it's normally rare. Um, then you know then we can talk about you know, technically how you're, how you're doing things. But, you know, I'm, I'm not really a technical guy in general. My background right. is not in, in art at all. Um, so normally I would say, because most of the people that I'm critiquing are, are normally um, folks that have some sort of background in art, whether they're self-taught or, you know, through university or whatever. But so normally, normally it, it looks, it's going to look decent. Um, so anyways, so the, so that means that the main thing that I'm going to be looking at is yes, what am I getting out of, what am I getting out of this piece? But also what are you getting out of this piece as the artist? Yeah. You know, I've, I've done critiques for you know and and I'm, I'm talking art from around the world and and it and that just looks completely different so let's take this show let's take the bright show um to start off so you will see in a lot of these works almost all of them actually mm-hmm. i think it is all of them all of them are um figurative in some way shape or form there's a portrait aspect of it um in all of these works and they're all they're all beautiful but when you look at these works what are you communicating what are you saying to the audience and then also what and 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 then you know once i kind of get that from the artist i can also i also love to to talk to them and say you know what what are you getting out of it is this something that you know because consistency is important so is this something that you can you can keep doing like are you feeling this is this for you because you know you can you could create a one miraculous not miraculous one one magnificent magnificent piece of art and you just did it because someone gave you the idea and you executed it and it looks great but are you able to communicate 
what this means to you and say why it is so important to you. Um, you know, like the, the first, the first piece in this show is called Museum Guard by Andrew Gray. And I mean, you look at it and it is, you know, it like, it, it looks like a great piece. It's larger than life. You know, there's, there's some wonderful artwork in the back. Um, you know, and, color wise like he did a wonderful job with contrast and and blending these colors and things like that and it looks great yeah. but the most important though the more important part is why is this in the show why did from a curatorial standpoint why did i think it was important to put it as the first piece in the show mm-hmm. and that's because of the message that it's yeah. communicating it's you know again in the art world in these museums i just gave you the statistics it's less than less than eight percent of of black artists are in museum shows but if you go through museum staff i guarantee there's going to be a higher percentage of, of black people that are in these quote-unquote essential positions you know and so just like kind of opening the show with a bold statement like that even though the piece is so um it's it's so beautiful and and it's it doesn't necessarily um if you look at it it's just a scene that you see so you don't necessarily think that it is um political but it's very political so so in that and looking at the um i guess the purposefulness of it yeah looking at the last the last image yep that seems to me like it's the the mouth is obscured so you know is that one of those things and maybe i'm wrong i don't know but is that one of those things that eh, are we silenced uh, you know is that the message that i'm supposed to get out of it or cause yeah. I, I don't know art i don't know art nah you're you know what you know what i'm i'm that's a good eye because you know again the show's called bright but i wanted to end it on a kind of a dim uh, uh, you know, like like ending because I, I shouldn't say dim. That's not a that's not a good word, but I mean a darker ending. Yeah. Um, so the piece that the piece that that you're referring to is it's called um, "It Is What It Is" by David Ibada, and the the image itself again larger than life. You know, wonderful, wonderful technical work. Um, but then if you just if you sit back and you think about it, it, it looks like someone that you would pass on the street yes and you know again and and when especially when when it comes to when it comes to our culture and we when we think about when someone says it is what it is normally that means they're either giving up or they're content with the situation or whatever whatever the case is and you know and so especially for a show like this i thought it was important to not only not only bring bring light to all of these different, like I said, histories and ideologies, and and ju- and and really just the practices of these of these black artists in general, um, but then also bringing it back to the point of 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 kind of looking at it like, hey, you know what, it is what it is. Th- this is what we have to do in order for our voices to to be heard. And like you said, the mouth is um, is, is is covered up. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely conceptual in that way. And again, when when we talk about critiquing artists, it's those sort of things that I'm looking for in, you know, as a as an artist. Can you explain that to me? Can you can you create something to where that's that's something that I take away from it? Can it be larger than just this is a, a, a wonderful painting? Sure. Um, and yeah. And so, you know, and these are. All these things are, are important when when it comes to critiquing art as a curator. When it comes to choosing which artworks you want to go, you, you want to put in your shows, where you want to place them, things like that. And I, and I think it's like going back to that that earlier 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 point about just you know having black fingerprints throughout the whole process. 
I think we're the only ones that really capture the, the different shades of color that black people have. Like, <laughs> I've seen people do worse. Like, every black person does not look like that. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there are three black people in here right now. Uh, different shades of black, but different black people in here right now. 100%. And we're all different shades of brown. And I think having that, that representation from the artists is important. Because as you, as you touched on, there are figures in here. There are faces in here. And the, the tonality in the images are are all different, whether it be minute or like wide. So that's important. And when you don't have that represented in terms of the curators, in terms of the artists and so on, it's lost. And you see it a lot of times in photography. It's mm. like, hmm, kind of not getting that light right, are you? <laughs> and I, I remember it was a big thing in the uh, the, the television program, uh, Insecurity, we're talking about like you're shooting people who are of a darker uh, skin color and you're getting all the different like pigment, you're getting everything just right. And that's, I think that's in important from having that representation on how we're represented and our figures are presented. So I have a few more questions and then I'll give you one more chance to shamelessly plug because I like to do shameless plugs on this podcast. I appreciate that. Um, so let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I, got, I got a few Baltimore questions. Yeah, as many um, questions as you want. So if someone wanted to be a, a curator or what have you and they wanted to go into that space, it's like, how do I get in? It's like, you know, I, I've run into people to say, I don't know what art is. I don't understand it. And it's like, ah, I am not the person to talk to. <laughs> so, you know, and, and people don't think that they have, that they can't speak on what they're looking at or let alone curate it. What advice would you give for someone that wants to, especially a black person who wants to get into it and be able to appreciate art more, maybe even curate it or maybe even critique it? So I would say the first thing to do is to start, um, start going to shows the first thing to do to to be to become a a curator or an arts facilitator which means that you wear many different hats is to first go to those spaces so in baltimore whether that is the baltimore museum of art or whether that's waller gallery whether that's creative alliance whether that's ub blake cultural center go to the places where you're going to see this um this contemporary art this the the local artists the i mean if you're going to the museums you're going to be seeing artists from throughout the world throughout time you know go to these spaces and really try to understand what's going on connect with the with the curators and the artists and things like that because if it's one thing about about anyone in the arts is that people love to talk about art so um art and and a lot of times politics um so (laughs) so i mean that's the first step the first step is going there and then from there seeing where you fit in uh you know the my background is not in art at all i have a a business administration background you know and uh but so you know everything i guess you could say is considered Mm self-taught but that comes from that comes from connecting with connecting with folks going to these spaces interning places doing things you know with you know on a on a kind of like an independent grind things like that so that i would say that's definitely the first step and then from there again you got to get in where you fit in and if there's not space for you then you got to make space so you know that that means that you're gonna let's say you want to do a show if you want to do a show shoot you can 
you can just you can take a bunch of pieces that when I say take I mean visually like you know in your mind you know you can uh-huh. you can, <laughs> you, can you know you, you can come to the bright show and you can you can look at you can look at all the there's 20 some pieces in this show you can you can look at the 20 some pieces in this show and say okay I ought to put this one here because I think it tells this story and I ought to put that one there because it connects that from there that's the first step the first step is creating something for yourself in your mind and then from there you know just and, and then from there putting the pieces together to actually make it come to life which you know again that's going to take a little more finesse but that's where to start it, yeah it's, it's like one of those things because my, my background business admin and all of that stuff and, sure. and data analysts and all of that and it's like you, you start looking at like data visualization and you hear people who may not have that as their background like I'm a hard data guy or hard data girl or have you whatever that situation is but they know how to present the data in a way like can you tell a story with this? And it's like, use that in the same way. Like, are you telling a story? Why, why did you do it in this way? Why did you use it in that way? And it's like, are you just progressing? Are you adding things together that kind of make sense to be connected? Or even planning out something? Like, as I we were talking a little bit earlier, this is going to be a part of my, like, just love letter to, like, black folks for February. Mm-hmm. And it's like, does this make sense? And I've had people ask me, why are you only doing black people for February? It's like... All caps, duh. D-U-H, all caps. Um, So in in the last few questions, I haven't hit the Baltimore stuff because I got to hit the Baltimore stuff. It's it's a Baltimore podcast. Um, I mean, who, and this may be a a tough question, actually. Mm -hmm. Who are maybe three, three artists that you think are just like, just killing it that people don't really know know about too much right now like who are going to come up like that are like local see 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 i knew it was gonna happen see i got you i got you hey oh jeez or or not even three not even three because then it's the people already always think it's like oh this is top three yeah yeah i mean look i, I can i can just cop out and i can just talk about some of the baltimores that are in this show spin it spin i can it. just you dig spin it yeah um all right so so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep it right here just because there's so many artists <laughs> that i can name so we're gonna keep it right here so the first one is um is gonna be megan lewis uh if you see Gee, how many pieces you got? You got three pieces in this show? Yeah. I think it's three pieces in this show. Uh, Megan, she's doing these just crazy portrait pieces of of, um, of, of, of black people. And, you know, the, I guess the, the technical aspect of her work is um, remarkable. There's the... The second piece in the show is called Still Don't Know John Wayne. And... Um, and so, you know, it has a, a black man with a cowboy hat. And, you know, so it's speaking to the history of black cowboys. And I think it's like it was there was a study and it was probably like one in four cowboys back in the day were black. Um, so it's an interesting history that, that she's touching on. But then technically the, you know, the, the, the technical aspects of her work, you know, it's so her practice is so loose with these faces and then she's adding in all these colors and it's just a joy to look at. Um, so she, she's definitely, definitely on the come up. Um, who else is in this show? And, and, it, and it definitely pops from, like, the amount of gray that is in the first image to guard. Mm-hmm. And then moving in that, you get this vibrancy and this yellow, what have you. And then you get the lines. Yes, yes. It's crazy. I, I, was, I was impressed with myself. I was like, damn, he made a good choice putting that right there. Catch <laughs> <laughs> um, yourself on the back. <laughs> you know, you know, it's hard work. Uh, so but the next artist is, um, is Schroeder Cherry. He is just, he's an OG. Um, he's been doing these 
if anyone people are familiar he had a, a show at city hall where he where he exhibited his uh porter series and his barbershop series the the pullman porters um, from the railroad um those series and you know so the work that he that he does he is a lot of it is most of it's on wood um and you know so like the the history that he that he brings forth in his in his Pullman Porter series uh is something that I mean I didn't even know too much about besides so the only thing I knew was that Malcolm X was a was a was a porter but you know like he he brings so much context to it and just adds so much story to it. I'm like yo you need to like direct a movie or something or, you know be you know a consultant or something um but the you know so the the work itself is crazy and um and, you know and he's really out here i mean he's you can you can really see his work like everywhere throughout the city people love his work and and throughout the the dmv in general um so yeah schroeder schroeder's work is crazy so everyone should definitely know about about him and um I'm trying to see who else is here i think we got somebody else coming in um and then another Another piece in this show is um, Aaron Mitchell. She mm-hmm. is um, she's a, a self-taught artist uh, here in Baltimore. Hey, Kyle. Um, she's a self-taught <laughs> artist um, here in Baltimore. And her work is, I mean, she, she makes these beautiful portrait works, um, but the practice that she has, she, she puts this, um, she does all this cool stuff to these unstretched canvases. And so the, um, so then they're actually, none of them are actually like stretched. So she, she does a, she has this practice to where she can actually like bend the canvas and it comes off, it comes off of the wall. Like it's, it's, it's really crazy. <laughs> um, so I'd, I'd say those are, those are, those are some artists that are, that are in this show bright and they're definitely coming up in, um, in Baltimore for sure. Yeah. The, uh, music in the time of Corona is that definitely popped for me when I, I was like, huh? I was like, that's that's about right. That's about right. I like I like the colors and way how like how it's presented, and yeah. it, it's great. It, and it reminds me of just other things I've seen, and it it's also looking fresh at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's it's great. Um, so the last question I have is the last Baltimore question, and mm-hmm. this is the um this is the hard one. So of all the places in Baltimore where you can get seafood. <laughs> See, I see. This is this is gonna this is gonna burn you out. This is gonna blow you out. Okay. Uh, where where do you get your crab cakes from? <sighs> all right. Um. Now be, right. now be wise in what you say here, because uh, people people have left the show because of this question. You know, and that's the thing. I don't want to disrespect anybody in Baltimore, <laughs> so I don't even. I'm. Let me, because I've heard I've had people cop out and say I don't eat crab. And I was like, I saw you online with a crab cake on your plate. I was gonna say I, I was I, I wasn't gonna say that, that I don't eat crab. That's not what I was gonna say. But I was going to say that I am a I'm a shrimp kind of guy. Okay. Um. So there's a there's there's a spot. Hold on, let me pull up the name. And you know I order from the from this spot all the time, and I don't actually know the name. It's an art. You know you know the place Our House. Yeah yeah yeah. All right, so it's there. Um, and it's a it's a soul food sea seafood restaurant. Maybe it's called so yeah soul food seafood. I don't know exactly how you how you think it. Um, <laughs> like exactly how you would say it. Uh, but I'm looking for. Are you talking Creole soul? Creole soul. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so I love Creole soul, especially there. Um, the uh, the banana pudding. Um, I'll get that in like a shrimp po' boy, and I'm. Pff, 
bro. Okay. Let me okay. tell you. I'm good when I have that. Like, yo, like that's that's my spot. Because <laughs> um, like I I went there by accident, and then I was because any any most of the time if, if something says soul food or like especially soul food with seafood, I'm like all right, bet like I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm in there, and then that so that that's kind of like my go to out here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had their shrimp and grits. They, yeah, I get shrimp and grits there. So, you know, it's just, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my test. If I go to your place and you have mm. shrimp and grits on the menu, mm-hmm. I'm going to try it. Okay. And then I'm going to be a, a little bit of a heel if it's not good. It's like, this is ill-conceived. We got a food critic. I, I, I might be. I, I, I have some <laughs> friends who's like, why aren't you writing? Um, so in the last few, few moments here, I want to thank you again for, um, agreeing to do this podcast and for us to set this up. This is, this is cool. Thanks for the hospitality and getting to see this like dope exhibit, like exhibition before anyone else is seeing it. So. Hey. Hey. I feel like baller status. My girlfriend is over there, and I'm like, yeah. You are very welcome. We, we, we had to pull some strings, but you are. <laughs> so um, shamelessly plug, and again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, first off, let me thank you for, uh, you know, agreeing to, to, to come and do this and ask really insightful questions. Um, you know, I've if, if I've been long-winded or anything, I get that a lot. I love to talk. Um, but I, it's, it's, it's an honor, really, to bring you, who's who does these wonderful podcasts, bringing you into this space and um and, and having you look at the work and have you ask me questions directly re- uh you know um relating to the work and stuff like that so it's been an honor to have you here Thanks. um and yeah i mean shamelessly plug man come come on down to uh come come to creative alliance we have the show bright that is on display right now through march um and then we also have a we're also going to have a show on the second floor of creative lines by another great up-and-coming baltimore artist named quirky um it's called umi says um so it's going to be and so this I, I guess technically i guess this is 11 11 black artists in the creative alliance space you know right you know, right in time for uh for black history month so you know equitable um <laughs> that's that word again <laughs> indeed, but uh but yeah, but not. I mean, this show is this show is is, is a is a really great show. I mean, if you want to see artists in in your area, whether it's DC, PG, obviously Baltimore, and because you know, right here in Baltimore, in Highland Town, come out and see the show. Come get to get to know the artists, and and you know, and again, this show is is here to to start a conversation. So you know, we want these conversations to to be in Baltimore and to be in these spaces that are. Um, you know that are that are displaying art and and then and then you know beyond you know one of the one of the big reasons that I brought artists from the DMV here was because you know we're Baltimore and DC are sister cities and I feel like there should be more connections so that's also part of this show too um, so you know so we need to talk about that whether these are whether these conversations are you know inwardly facing as far as the black community goes or whether it's outwardly facing and we're talking about um, anything else that has to deal with uh, how, how the black community is affected by people that aren't black you know that that's really what this show is about so I feel like the the community everybody's going to get a lot out of this show so come down to Creative Alliance and come check them out so there you have it, folks. Um, do my sign off here. So for for the the talented, the just the the art facilitator that he is, <laughs> Thomas James. I'm Rob Lee, saying that they are bright spots and they are art everywhere in Baltimore. You just have to look at it, and have to look for it, and you have to come here to Creative Alliance, February through March. Be yes, there. indeed. Thank you. So thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.